It's a new year. So it's time to make 2023 your best year ever. Hi, my name is Nick Matatabas, and I am so excited to talk about today how to remove the overwhelm of new year goals. And the thing that I notice that happens a lot of times during this time of year, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things of what we need to do. Oh man, I need to set these goals, all these expectations and, and difficult things that we often put on ourselves that don't actually help us to achieve our goals and end up just causing more stress within our life. And so today I really want to talk about some of the key principles to remind yourself in the new year, how to set and achieve your goals this year, and how to get past those first, that first month and really creates, create habits that stay consistent so that you can achieve your goals. Now, through this, I wanted to take some time and also just reflect on my, my own year as a way to share the things that I've learned that have been influential to help me having an absolute incredible 2022 and, and really translate that so that you can take the same things that I've learned and implement it into your life in 2023. And so the first thing I wanted to talk about is patience. It's one of those things that I find myself reminding over and over and over again, because we live in this world of instant gratification, right? You want something, you go to Amazon, you order it, boom, it's there the next day. And so often, and, and I I look back at my journey over the last three, five, 10 years and looking at everything that I've been able to achieve. But what I wanted right now is something that I wished for, you know, years ago. And now where I am now, I'm like wanting more and, and wanting that new thing, wanting that that thing that's even better, right? We're always chasing that next thing, you know, trying to get this new level in our lives, whether it be personal, professionally, business, all of those different aspects of your life. And so I wanted to share this just reminder that things take time. The best things in the world take time, sometimes months years even, to getting the things that you want in this life. And so remember to just be patient, do the work that is necessary to get the things that you want, but remember that the greatest things in life take that time. So being patient, waiting for those things to come. Then, And that kind of leads into the second thing. And this was something, this is a little bit more out there than your typical, you know, business or standard principles of how to get the things that you want. And I really was somebody that was skeptical in this idea. And when I actually started to do it, I noticed that it actually worked. And then I did it again, and then it worked again. And now it's been this continuous process of consistently working. And that is manifestation. And it's kind of a weird thing around how we show up. I don't think about it as this woo-woo aspect. It's it's really just about knowing what you want and being confident and believing that those things will come to your come your way without feeling needy. Oh, I need this. I need this. Because we know that anything in your life, if you need it, 
it's not going to come your way. But when we just accept the where we are and that things will come in time, which again, it circles back to the first thing with, with the patients and understanding that if we just put out in the world the things that we want and are accepting and grateful of the things that we have, that we attract the things that we want. Now, for me, the biggest aspect of this was really actually manifesting income for my business. Now, I know if you don't have a business, that that's a little bit different. You know, you can't always just make money. Money doesn't necessarily, you know, come out of nowhere without a business, but it can. It absolutely can. You can find $20 on the floor. You can get a, a gift from someone else. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways that regardless whether you have a business for you to manifest different levels of income. But for me, it was really just accepting that the things that I want in life will come my way. And whenever I have this shift in my mind where I start being like, oh man, I need to earn more. I need to make more money. It doesn't happen. And until I make that shift and I go, you know what? Things will work out. They have in the past, they do. And then all of a sudden, boom, things start to happen. And so the more that we can, one, think about the things that we want, but don't necessarily need those things that we are always trying to attract. You know, I think about this a lot of times uh, in regards to just relationships, right? This is relationships with money, but also just relationships in general. We, If we constantly feel the need that we need someone else in our life, um, then we're not going to get that thing, right? Because we're coming off as needy. And, and until we can really accept where we are in our current state, then we can't attract the things that we want. And so this kind of leads and segues into number three, which is plan. Uh, and this is a big thing about actually writing it down. So the reason that I'm doing this uh, episode today was because I spent the morning writing it down, thinking about the things that I wanted to achieve this year. Now, the biggest thing with this, and this is where a lot of the, the overwhelm comes with goals and when we're, when we're writing down our goals. So I actually have it here too. All of the things that we want to achieve, but we don't actually have the activities that go with said goals that we're looking to achieve. And so when we, when we think about the aspect of goal setting and how this affects what we do on a daily basis. So for example, right? A lot of times people set a goal and they say, I want to lose 15 pounds, right? That's a horrible goal. It's terrible because it doesn't actually have anything to do with the activities that are going to create the desired results that you want to achieve. And so, so often, yes, we do need this like fundamental aspect of the initial destination that we want to achieve. But when we're not going towards that goal and we don't lose 15 pounds right away, then we get frustrated, right? And then we try to set this expectation like I need to work out seven days a week and I need to be really strict on my diet and all these things that just end up causing that stress and overwhelm that we want to achieve. And so the way that we can really help to reflect and change how we see our goals is actually coming up with simple activities to achieve our goals and doing it in a way that's manageable. 
that's the biggest thing, right? Because people say like, oh, you know what? Set big, amazing goals. And and I'm all for that. I'm all for setting, you know, hags, right? You know, uh, audacious goals are uh, uh, huge, audacious goals, right? That's hags. And so the thing with, with that though, is that if we're not seeing progress in what we're trying to achieve, then it becomes really hard to stay on with that consistency. And so if we're not one taking the time to really set those goals and activities that goes with those goals, then we're never going to actually be able to achieve those goals. So I made a note, right? And this is what I've done in the past. And it's, it's worked for me extremely well that whenever I set a time of wanting to kind of restart and re-energize my physical well-being, it starts with really just setting activities. And so my whole ask, my whole goal is four activities in the week. So that can mean a number of things. It can mean going for a hike. It could be going for a run, a bike ride, um, you know, doing some core workouts, right? Like a number of different healthy activities that are getting your body moving and getting active. And so if we set the expectation for four throughout the week, now, again, four is me, you may, you may do less, you may do more. But what I find if that, if you set the expectation, like, oh, I'm going to work out six days a week, then when you do four, you're like, oh man, I, I failed. And then it demoralizes you. And then you have trouble staying consistent in that element. And so what I've found to be most effective is that I set the goal for four, but what, what ends up happening is that I end up doing more a lot of the time. And so I end up getting sometimes six different activities throughout. And the other element of this too, in creating light, uh, you know, healthy habits is how we can incorporate different activities that don't necessarily require working out. And I think that that's a big thing. And I know this is a big fitness aspect, but I always love using this example because one, it's one of the top examples that people are looking to do in the new year. But two, it's, it's very transcribable to translating it into other habits that you may be looking to create by creating different habits and the activities to go with those habits. So another example of this could be simply just going for a walk could be 10 minutes, some little things like that, that can make the world of difference when you do it on a consistent basis. If you take 10 minutes, right? Maybe I, I love to do it uh, after lunch. That's one of my favorite times to go for a walk because it's usually one, it's the warmest and it's nice out. And then two, it's like, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little sluggish because I just ate food. So it helps to just move your body get that blood flow, get it pumping and, and really help to crush the afternoon. Cause you got a little movement in the middle of the day, but it can also be done in the morning. I've done that. You know, sometimes it's about when you're scheduling different things. I like to work out in the morning, so I don't usually have a walk in the morning, but sometimes I work out with my friend and we work out in the, in the middle of the day. And so then I end up doing my walk in the morning, knowing that I'm going to work out with him in the midday around lunchtime. And so it's this element, though, if we can start to incorporate these small little habits, like going for a walk in addition to the exercise, it's these little things that compound again and again and again that really help us to stay consistent because we're setting these small 
manageable expectations and goals. It's like, oh, all right, I can go for, you know, a five, 10 minute walk around the neighborhood. That's easy. You know, a simple goal to achieve. Maybe you do it at the end of the day too. These little habits that can go a long way in how you create this. So in circling back to the third uh, tip for today is plan. We have to write down the goals that we want to achieve and the activities that go with it. So to share some other examples that I have here, um, I did uh, read 12 books. So once a month, I think that's a fair uh, goal, uh, depending on how long the books are. I'm not like super strict on this on like, oh, I want to read 12 books because reading a book that's a thousand pages or reading a book that's a hundred pages are two very different things. And so again, it's not, it's not that that's not a good goal, but at the end of the day, it's an irrelevant goal because what I really have is reading 10 minutes a day. And so I've blocked off time in my calendar every single morning to read for 10 minutes. So with that element, I've done this in the past, and this has been where I've been able to achieve the most success in creating these small habits because when we start with just things like 10 minutes a day, it becomes a lot more manageable so that we can implement these things. And they compound, you know, being able, oh, you can, if you can't find 10 minutes in your day, then you need to rethink the activities that you're doing on a regular basis, right? Because there's a lot of different aspects of this and, and how we can actually pair it with other things. So for example, if you're doing the dishes, well, you can put in an audiobook and you can now listen to an audiobook while you're doing the dishes. Maybe you're doing some, you know, housekeeping or things around your house, or you can pair up listening to a book while going for a walk. And now you're accomplishing two things at one time within that 10 minute period. So there's a lot that can be done when you use this technique. This is actually called habit stacking. It's from the, the book Atomic Habits, which I always recommend when I'm talking about creating and implementing habits. It's one of my top, top three most recommended books. But so when we can create this aspect, again, of how we are setting this up, setting these activities, the more likelihood that we're going to be able to achieve the goals. One of the other things that I had was um, I want to hike. I do hike pretty often, but I set the expectation that I want to do it four times a month. Now, this comes back to, again, point number three is plan. And what I found is that the weekends, if if I don't actually plan to go for the hike, then I like putz around and I procrastinate and then I don't always go for that hike on that Saturday. And I love going for weekend hikes because it means that I'm probably in, in bonus, you know, exercise time. Cause I worked out at least four times during Monday through Friday. And so now Saturday, Sunday, when I increase that activity, the hike not only adds to those activities that I've uh, done, but it's also something that I really enjoy being out in nature. It helps me mentally in so many aspects, like whenever I need to think about things or just want to reflect on things. Getting out in nature is huge for me. And if you haven't, you know, considered that, I highly recommend it. It's a lot easier for one of those people that doesn't like to go run or doesn't like to work out. Hiking is a more enjoyable way of exercising. And there's a lot of other ways, right? It could be tennis, volleyball, racquetball. I mean, there's so many elements of games that you can start to create, you know, sports that will help you to create these uh, activities of exercise that go into that workout regimen without feeling like I got to work out, I got to work out. Uh, and again, it's that pressure that, that 
hurts us um, in what we're trying to achieve. Another thing I put, I want to be more flexible. I'm feeling myself just with certain uh, aspects of how I feel and certain things like I'll, I'll get like a kink in like my back or, you know, like cramp. And so stretching daily and adding that to my routine. And again, it goes into thing 10 minutes a day. Now I know these 10 minutes are adding up, but if you think about how many things that I've said, if you are doing 10 minutes a day, we're talking maybe an hour that you're blocking off in your day in all of these things and finding time for that hour in the day, or again, finding these 10 minutes throughout, you know, I like to, a lot of times I actually like to stretch at the end of day because then I'm, it helps kind of prepare me for sleep. Um, there's usually not any other activities going on. It's just part of my nightly routine in stretching and then actually sleep better because I'm going to bed uh, very relaxed and stretched out so that I wake up and I feel fantastic because I've done that nightly stretch. So again, incorporating these different elements. Another thing that I'm working on that I'm really excited about, and I've talked about it. If you follow me, you know, I've, I've mentioned this briefly, but I am working on a book and I'm very excited about it. And so one of the activities that I've done, right, finished my book and I have a date for, for June to complete it. And I'm hoping I get it done by that date, but I also think that sometimes dates are just pressure, you know, to force certain things. And I know that I have other priorities that are higher than writing this book, but it is very high on my priority list. And so I've made it a point that on a weekly basis, right, on every Wednesday to set time to write. And so I've locked it off. I put it on my calendar, right? If you plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So the more that we can plan, the more that we can set these activities, put them on our calendar, the more likely that we are going to do them. And, and that's really been influential to everything that I've been able to achieve from uh, business goals to physical wealth, to you know physical health, to uh, mental health, to all of the different aspects of things that I consider to be a success in my life over the last, you know, five plus years since I've really been on this personal development journey. And so through that, and, and here's the thing, and this kind of leads into number four, which is becoming the best version of yourself. And I actually wrote this down um, because it, it really is a huge thing for me. And most of the time when I'm talking about these things is because they've been so influential for me that I just know that they can be helpful for other people as you're listening to this. And so, you know, be your best to feel your best. We all want to be happier, right? Yeah, let's be happier. I want to be happier. It's this idea that we want this, we're chasing this like constant happiness. And I love, um, you know, there's a the quote and and it was actually from uh, Will Smith and I loved Will Smith's book and I, I it's a shame that the whole slap thing happened but uh, he does have a lot of great content out there and unfortunately he wasn't living the principles of his book in that moment that that happened and um, personally I believe that hopefully he can make a change and he has to live with that for the rest of his life. And I think it's more painful for him, but anyway, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but what he said was the key to happiness is not 
chasing pleasure. And so often we're constantly trying to chase pleasure. But if you were just like at a high level of pleasure all the time, that would be nuts. Like you wouldn't be able to handle that. And so the key to happiness is actually peace. And so one of the elements of this in, in being the best version of yourself is that when you are doing the activities that you know are going to help you to achieve your goals that are going to make you feel the best when you do those things, when you be the best version of yourself, you have the most joy. I find myself whenever I'm falling off my habits and then I start feeling, you know, much more lower and, you know, more depressed. And so when I can switch this element to being like, Nick, you're, you're not being the best version of yourself. You're not doing these habits that you know, because I know that when I'm on point with my habits and I'm doing all of the things, when I'm reading daily, exercising daily, you know, limiting how much TV I'm watching, all of these things, I feel remarkable, incredible. And so getting back to that point can sometimes be hard. And I think what's been helpful for me is that I was able to kind of figure out this like routine of the best version of myself and figuring out what worked for me. And so whenever I'm like getting off it, I'm able to get back on fairly quickly because I already have this set regimented routine that I've done in the past that I know that works. And so sometimes we have to try different things in order to be able to become and, and find that best daily routine for ourselves. And so when we think about this, and this, this ties back into three and really writing it down is what does the best version of yourself look like? And so often we don't, we don't actually think about those things. And this can mean so many different elements from not just our habits, but how we show up around different people and things that we're doing. I mean, one of the things that I've been working on is that when I'm out in public, like let's say going to a coffee shop or going to the grocery store, that when I'm interacting with people, I try to bring this new level of energy to those conversations and to the people that are around me in how I interact. And, and it is through that that I feel so much better because the thing is, I think often people think that this is this natural thing that some people have and some people don't have. That's a lie. I don't believe that one bit and neither should you in that we can be the versions of ourselves that we want to be, but it takes effort and it is more difficult for some people. And so, but if we don't have the intention and put intention behind the activities and the things that we do and become self-aware of how we're doing it and how we're showing up, then we're not able to then make those changes to be the best version of ourselves. And so really think about that in just your regular interactions and how you show up, you know, when you walk into the office or you walk in on the public or the first thing in the morning, how are you interacting with the people in your life or the people that you see? Are you grateful? Are you happy? Are you excited? And that can be hard because depending on how, how you woke up, you know, maybe you didn't get out of sleep, right? But if we start to recognize and create these habits of just bringing our best self into these situations. And sometimes I have to remind myself, like I went to a coffee shop today and I was sitting in the car and before I got out, I'm like, all right, remember when you go up 
just like have a great big smile when you're interacting with the person that's taking your order. And it, it just, it can really go a long way in how you feel on a regular basis. And so there's a lot of elements to this of becoming the best version of yourself and how you can go about doing that. Um, and, and look, this is something that we're always working on, that we're always working towards. And to me, being the best version of myself comes a lot down to the habits that I'm doing every single day. Because when I do those things, I feel amazing. I feel like I can conquer the world. I feel like there is nothing that I can't do when I do the little things in my life that I know are important, but often get pushed to the to the back burner. You know, I don't have to read every day. There's no one being like, Nick, you have to read this book, right? Or, or any other elements of this. You know, we are in many cases having to self-motivate ourselves, regardless of whether you're business owner or an employee, we are expected to be able to motivate ourselves in what we do. And our if you have a boss, then it's only that element of like the work stuff that more often than not that they're motivating you for. And so if there's other goals that you want to achieve in your life, then we need to actually have those specificities of what we want to achieve. So get specific on your goals, on the activities that you want to do. Another example that I wanted to share, this actually goes back to write it down also, is a lot of times people will, and this is more of a personal goal, say something like travel more. Again, terrible, terrible goal. Travel more is not specific at all. Where do you want to go? How many days will it be? What's a good time of year for you to go? How much will it cost? Then you can start budgeting. You can start saving so that you can then do that activity and actually travel. Because I love that people talk about that in, in 2023. I want to travel more. But then they don't actually do the activities that are required for you to travel more, like setting aside money. Or maybe you look to earn additional income elsewhere that specifically goes into your travel fund. Right. And so all of these different elements, but again, it comes down to creating the activities that we want to achieve. And I want to wrap this up into number five. And I, I personally believe that this is the most important one out of all of the five things that I'm talking about today. And that is eliminating the negative self-talk that we have within ourselves. And we're all guilty of this. I know I'm certainly guilty of this and I have to remind myself constantly, you know, how you talk to yourself. If you talk, if you would talk to somebody else the way that you talk to yourself and you're like, oh man, I would never do that. Then that means that you need to rethink how you talk to yourself on a regular basis. And when it comes to goals, right, this is so important because then when we don't do those things, you're like, oh, you suck. You're the worst. You didn't do that thing that you said you were going to do. You watch TV when you said you were going to read or you didn't work out, even though you said you're going to do that is not helping you. That does not serve you by getting mad at yourself. And there's a certain element of giving yourself some grace in your own journey 
and, and really be your best supporter, being a cheerleader for your own self. And, and this may be the most important thing, but it's also probably the most difficult thing to be able to do. It takes time to work at it. And it, and it comes back to, and I, I mentioned this already, is that self-awareness. When you notice you're talking down to yourself or saying negative things about yourself, and if we don't recognize it, then we keep doing it. And we don't realize how harmful that can be. You know, we want to be our greatest cheerleader. Hey, today might not have been the best day, but tomorrow you're going to crush it, right? And so we can shift how we talk to ourselves and how we think about ourselves and really just think, hey, is this how I would treat a friend, a loved one? Is this how I would talk to them? Because if it's not, then it's time to make a change and changing how you see and how you talk to yourself on a regular basis. And this also goes to an element of just what we're saying and how we think on a regular, consistent basis. And this is that element of, you know, I mentioned, you know, this negative self-talk, but it just comes to a level of negativity. So not only about being hard on ourselves, but also how we think about the things in our lives, whether we're finding ourselves constantly complaining about the things that we do or do not have. And this comes back to, again, the activities that we choose to do on a regular basis affect how we think and show up every single day. And so if we're starting our day, for example, let's say you have a morning routine where you're talking about three things that you're grateful for every single day. That's one of my favorite habits that I truly believe everyone should do because it is so impactful in our lives and it has this compound effect that when you do it on a regular basis, it becomes a superpower within yourself. And for me, I, I love when people say things like, Nick, you're so positive, right? And you know, how do you stay positive all the time? This is how, because I know that I am just so grateful for where I am today. And and this philosophy of gratitude started well before I even started my business. I was unhappy. I felt like I could be doing more. I felt like I wasn't living up to my potential. But rather than beating down on myself and being like, you're not working hard enough or you're not doing enough, I just started being grateful for the things that I did have, right? not worrying about the things that I didn't have, all right? And when we can add gratitude into our life on a regular basis, it starts to become our natural default setting where we just start to see the positive side of things. We start seeing the glass half full. And so you may say, oh, well, you know, I'm like a pessimist. Well, it's like, do you want to be a pessimist? Is that is that an identity that you want to have? Or do you want to be someone that's, positive. And, and it's this certain element, I think that, you know, there's a certain level of not being to to an extent of where it's annoying to people. Right. And I hope that I don't do that. And I don't think that I do because I, I'm a realist in a certain aspect. And I understand that there is a lot of 
difficult things that happen in life and people are dealing with difficult struggles and, and you may be dealing with some difficult things. Oh, Nick, it's, you know, it's easy to be grateful when you have, you know, when you have the life that you have, but that's, that's a load of crap, you know, and, and I actually just saw this video and it's a perfect example of this, that if everyone put their problems into a pile, you're probably going to end up wanting to take yours back because, Look, we can't compare ourselves to other people. You are in your own unique situation. And no matter where you are in your life, there is always things to find gratitude in. There is always things that you can be grateful for. And it can be the simplest things that we so often take for granted. You woke up today. That is something to be grateful for. Did you have food today? Great. Excellent. Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have a warm bed to sleep in? These are things that we so often take for granted. And when we can be grateful for these little things, these little things in our life that that we often just overlook because they become so much part of our, our life that we don't take the time to appreciate those little things. So adding gratitude into your life will help to eliminate that negative self-talk because it's going to shift your mind into seeing the positive. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I hope that you are seeing how these different elements that implementing them in your life can help you to achieve your goals in 2023 so that when February 14th comes around, I think that's the date when like everyone's goals, people stop going to the gym, fall off, that we can actually stay consistent with everything that we're doing so that we can go in we can look back and it's June and we've done six months of these activities that we've set into place. And look, you're going to fall off. It's going to happen, but it's getting back on that makes the difference and being willing to show up in that consistency and changing the identity around the peep of who you want to be and being that person, becoming that best version of yourself. If you found value from this episode, I would love for you to let me know on social at Nick J. Bonnie. Please let me know, tag me. Would love to hear from you if this episode was influential for you. When you can create these things, when you can do these things, it will bring more joy and happiness into your life, help you to achieve the goals, create an abundance, and attract all the things that you want in this world and in 2023 and for many years to come. Thank you, and remember, let's keep growing together.